Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Is Monday, August 14, 2023, and this is day 1972 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we thank you and praise you. Thank you, Lord, for giving us your breath of life, for creating us in your image. I thank you so much, my Lord, for allowing us to fulfill the purpose you've given us for today. I ask, my Lord, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is, it's time to shift. We're talking about shifting from our old ways to the way that the Lord would have us to be. We're going to start in Revelation. We're talking about the shifting that took place in John's life, and then the message that God has given us to shift. This is a message the Lord gave me about a couple of, maybe three weeks ago, and I actually had something else planned uh, for today, but the Lord gave me this to share. Uh, I shared this message at church, uh, but God is saying, share it with the people. So it is important for us to understand what God is having for us to do now in shifting in our lives. So we're going to be coming out of Revelation chapter 1, starting at verse 1 through verse 20. And then we'll talk a little bit about John and the message that God gave him for all of us. So it says, The revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants. Now, this is, he's talking about John, John's uh, Jesus' disciple. And uh, he was one of the last disciples uh, of the original 12 left, if, if not the only one left at this time. All of the others had already uh, been martyred, um, killed for their preaching the word. And um, even John had been uh They attempted to kill him as well. I'll get into that a little later. But at this point, he is on the island of Patmos where he is left to die. And then the Holy Spirit gives him this. Now, let me go back. And it says, the revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John, who testifies to everything he saw. That is the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. And blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it. Because the time is near. So just stopping there for one minute. It is so important for us to shift from the mindset if this if this applies to you, that the book, book of Revelation is a scary book or that it's, you know, you don't like to read it because of what it's talking about or maybe don't understand it all. The Lord is saying it is important for us to read this book 
and to read it aloud. And blessed are those who hear it and take heart to what is written in it because the time is near and we're living in these last days. So it says, John, to the seven churches of the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits, which it represents the Holy Spirit from his throne and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the king of the earth, to him who, who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom, the priest to serve his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus, was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. So in other words, he was there because he was teaching the word of Christ, right? On the Lord's day, I was in the spirit and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet which said, write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches to Ephesus. Smyrna, Pergama, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, which represents the churches. And among the lampstands, was someone like a son of man, talking about Jesus, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet and with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing water. In his right hand, He held seven stars, which represented the messengers of the church or the angels of the church. And came out of so in his right hand, he held seven stars and coming out of his mouth was a sharp double edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. And I, I would imagine I would do the same thing in the presence of our Lord, even even now in his presence. When you feel his glory, his power, it is extremely hard to, to remain standing. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead and now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, what you have seen, what is now and what will take place later. The mystery of the seven 
stars that you saw in my right hand and of the seven golden lampstands is this. Talking about, again, um, you know, the lampstands, the seven stars are the messengers. And, and he's going to break it down for us, though. He says, the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands is this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. So let's dive in. Let's find out the message that the Lord has for us. Those seven churches and I'm going to jump to that. I won't be able to tell you, share the whole thing, but the most important chunks of it. But point number one, let's talk about the difference between a shift and a change. So shifting refers to a slight or gradual movement of adjustment. It can be used to describe a change in position, direction, or focus. So for example, as I have aged, <laughs> I've shifted my mindset and I'm more intentional as to how I use my time. I have changed my focus. Change implies a more significant or fundamental alteration. It can be used to describe a transformation or modification of something. For example, as I have gotten older, I have changed from running and jogging for exercise to walking and riding a stationary bike. <laughs> I've modified my exercise routine. So just looking at, um, I'm, I'm going to jump down now to the seven churches. Uh, I have lots that I can share from this, but I, the Lord wants me to really get to the main point. So, John made several shifts in his life from fisherman to a follower, follower of Jesus Christ. That was a major change, actually. And then he shifted even in his mindset and who he saw. As he saw himself, he spoke of himself as the one who Jesus loved. <laughs> and, and Jesus gave uh, John and his brother James the, the nickname, the Sons of Thunder. Um, J uh, John was also the only one that was uh, at the cross when Jesus was uh, nailed to the cross and died for our sins. Uh, the shift that took place was Jesus knew he was going to leave and go to be with the Father. and uh, But he had to die and suffer for all of us. And at that point of hanging on the cross... He asked John to take care of his mother. That was a shift from Jesus doing it. Now he's passing it on to John. And then here is John shifting yet again to the island of Patmos and left there to die. And God gives him the book of Revelation. And he says, it is time to shift. There are messages for all seven churches. So, five of the churches uh, were given a message uh, where they need to shift while the other two were encouraged to continue the course they were on. If the five did not shift, 
their lampstands would be removed from his place, meaning the church would cease to be active. Jesus himself would extinguish any light that did not fulfill its purpose. This also applies to us today. Who is the church? We are the church. Each and every one of us represent the church. We are the temple of God. So this message is for each and every one of us. So here's the message summing it up that he gave to the seven churches or to the five first. He said, you need to shift from forsaking your first love. Jesus Christ, many of us have shifted when it comes to that, putting family first, putting our jobs first, putting putting our significant others first. And Jesus says, I am standing here. I am your first love whom you have forsaken. It is time for us to get back on track. Now, looking at the action that they needed to take that need to play, take place in their lives. And that action was uh, to remember and to repent. To remember and to repent. This was to the church of Ephesus. To the church of Pergamum, they needed to shift from tolerating compromise. As believers in Christ, we cannot compromise and truly serve the Lord. So their action was to repent. To the church at Thyatira, he said they need to shift from tolerating immorality. We see it in our faces every day on the TV, uh, where we go in the world system. Just because others are sinning and being immoral doesn't mean we have to. And we don't have to tolerate it, which means that we don't accept it. We are true to who God has created us to be. And if others choose to do what they do, sexually immorality, hey, and all immorality, that's on them. We continue to pray for them, but we don't become a part of it. The action is to repent. To the church of Sardis, he said, we need, they need to repent or shift from superficial, from being superficial. And their action is to wake up and repent. Many times we've fallen asleep because we become so accustomed to being artificial or fake and everything and everyone around us. And the, the message to them is to repent. Then he says to the church of Laodicea, they need to shift from being lukewarm. There is no one that I can think of that likes to drink lukewarm water. We want it either cold or hot. And that's what Jesus said to them. You need to be cold or hot or I will puke you up out of my mouth. And, and you can find these all in uh, Revelation chapter 2. And uh, through chapter 3. And then after that, in the book of Revelation, uh, the church, you don't really hear of the church anymore. I believe it's because the church is raptured up uh, to be with the Lord after these warnings take place. Uh, and he says the action for the church of Laodicea was to be earnest and repent. And then he said to the other two churches... Uh, and let me make sure everyone understands. Repent means to uh, stop 
setting and make an about face and uh, begin to do what the Lord would have you to do. Ask God for forgiveness and leave that sin alone and move forward. Now, what he is saying to the two churches that were doing what God would have them to do, he says to them, uh, continue the course as God shifts you into your new journey and your purpose. He's for, and this goes for us. As you are doing the will of God, continue and do not fall into the trap of fear and to continue to be faithful. That's what he told the church of Smyrna. So they're doing good and continue the course and don't fear. Then to the church of Philadelphia, he said, hold on. Because basically he's saying the same to us. Hold on because I am coming soon. And this is what John wrote. Um, Well, first of all, let me read what I wrote here that yes, these are the last days and you must be cognizant of God's shifts in your life and fully obey in order to be an an effective ambassador of Christ. We cannot uh, half-heartedly serve the Lord and be effective for the Lord. We need to give our all, surrender all to him, yield our will unto his will and do what he's given us to do. And then John writes, he who testifies to these things says, yes, I am Jesus. He says, yes, I am coming soon. Talking about Jesus. Yes, I'm coming soon. Amen. Come Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. And that's Revelation 22 verses 20 through 21. That would be the end of the book of Revelation. And these warnings that the Lord has given us are extremely important because he can come at any time now. Every prophecy has been fulfilled before the returning of Jesus would take place. Now, any second, any moment, and only God knows the day or the hour. Jesus does not know, but he is waiting on the Father to say it is time. But God is saying, there are still those yet that have not come to know me, and I'm waiting on them. I'm giving grace and mercy before I come. And in the meantime, he wants us to shift from any of these things that he's given to the churches, to the five churches uh, that were not doing the will of God. I know I remember a time when the Lord showed me I had become lukewarm uh, in serving him. I had been putting my business first and it became so subtle. It started off so subtly. Uh, God was always first in my life, the most important. And I always thought he was even then until God showed me differently, just as he's showing us today. And I began getting so consumed with my business at that time that I that God had blessed me with. And my goal was to make that first million and then go to the next and next. And I got so busy with that that I put God on the back burner. And I didn't didn't even realize that. And I was a believer. I didn't even realize that 
I had put him after like, oh, I need to go do this. I need to do that. Okay, God, I'll get with you. I'll make some time for you. And then after so long, I wasn't making time for God. I was still going to church, but I wasn't making that quiet time with the Lord. I wasn't spending that daily time with him uh, before even leaving my house. It is so important that we spend, even if we start off with five minutes, even, you know, if we're in the car and we take that time with the Lord before we enter this world system, we need him. And that's where I had fallen off. And the Lord got my attention in a way that only he could. I began to lose every single thing that pertained to that business. And it was after 9-11 it hit and everything had just came to a screeching halt. And I recognized at that point how much I needed the Lord. And I had to get back. I didn't have to, but I chose to get back on course as things shifted in my life. At that time, it shifted um, abruptly. (laughs) It seemed abrupt because I was not doing what the Lord had for me to do. And once I opened my eyes and began to see that I had put him on the back burner and began to lose so many things, even had to shut down the business. Everything shifted. We had lost our house. We lost a car. We lost so many things. And then it was like just me and the Lord. (laughs) The Lord said, now that I've got your attention. And then it was a process that he allowed me to go through for three years Uh, and I'll never forget it. And honestly, I'm grateful that God loved me enough to allow me to go through that time where he got my attention and allowed me the opportunity to get back on track. And I've not looked back. What about you? What is it that the Lord is showing you? He said, it's time. My time is near and you need to get on track because dear daughter, dear son, I'm ready to take you home with me is what the Lord will be coming for. But if we're not ready, we will not be going to be with him for eternity. Now, the key is knowing him as your Lord and Savior. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing, teaching our youth amazing life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, human and sex trafficking awareness, and DIY projects. We thank you all so much for all of your support. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.